Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you today about men. I know that's not a very unusual topic for me. I care about men. I write about men. I try to train men. I try to call men out of their cultural morass. I, uh, I enjoy being with men. I'm just a guy. And the reason I want to talk to you about men is because of an article I've seen this past week in Forbes magazine. Uh, there's an article by uh, Rachel Berger. Uh, it's finely written, but it posits a theory an approach to why men are not doing well that just makes me crazy. I think it's silly. I, I think it's insulting. I think it's historically ignorant. And I think a lot of men are going to believe it, and it's going to do a lot of damage. Let me back up by saying that there was an historian by the name of Frederick Jackson Turner, who was much discussed amongst us historians, and of course, long before I was born. His theory was that the frontier shaped American history very much. He was right about that. And also that as America came to the end of the frontier, as we reached California, so to speak, and owned the entire continent, uh, that somehow the country turned back in on itself, that dysfunctions began to happen as we began to turn back in on ourselves, no longer had the frontier, began to live in cities, etc. And on that part of his theory, I think he was wrong. And the reason is, of course, that about the time that we came to the end of the frontier, what they, what historians call the American century began. We didn't go into decline and dysfunction and psychological turmoil and, and, and uh, you know, reversals as a country. We thrived because we came to the end of one frontier and then began to sort of settle and attend frontiers of a different kind. Well, in this article in Forbes by Ms. Berger, uh, in which she, con- basically what she says is this. She says that men are not doing well today because we have ceased living in a world where um, jobs are essentially manual, uh, that you know, no longer someone have to lift the bale and tote the barge and carry the steel beam and so on. We have machines for all that. And so we live in an information age. We live in a digital society. And that kind of society relies more on expression, on feeling, on nuance, on intuition, um, on being social. And her point is that men are not those things, that men do best in a society where everything's physical and men do best in a society where uh, it is purely a matter of the brute and the physical. That's a quote from her article, brute force and physicality. Well, you know, I, I have now written um, a blog, uh, an article countering this, this article of hers because I'm concerned that men are going to believe this silliness, others are going to believe this silliness, and it's going to become an excuse for the kind of weird dysfunctions that we have among men today. Um, I want to say very quickly that one of the points that she makes, even in her title, is that the feminist movement is not to blame for the problems of men today. And I want to say right up front, I could not agree more. Feminists have taken nothing from men. Men have willingly surrendered their roles, have willingly surrendered responsibility, have willingly surrendered, uh, call it what you will, the lead, um, the being load-bearing in some way, uh, taking responsibility for society. Absolutely. Not all men, but a lot of men. No question about it. The, the feminist movement was a reaction to that. It wasn't the cause of that. So that lie needs to go away, uh, both and mainly in the minds of men. 
But it's also true that men are not just gorillas who, when they no longer have jungles to roam or other simian enemies to fight off, that they can't function, that they curl up in a corner and clutch their bananas and, and uh, you know, sort of sort of pale away because they don't have anything to you know, hit or kill or maim or charge into. This image of men, what I'm going to start calling the gorilla theory of men, um, is insulting. It's historically inaccurate. Uh, it is more bigoted than anything I've ever heard a man say about a woman. And it's going to hurt us. Uh, because the reality is a man today can get all of the controlled violence, all of the storming into the wilderness, all of the uh, aggressive male physical pursuits that he needs. But men are more than that. Men are more uh, than just the, the need for the physical. And it's, it is approaching speaking of men as though they are mindless animals to say that when society moves into a digital age, uh, when society becomes knowledge-based, that somehow men can't function because, it, because now we move from a manual labor-based society to a society that requires thought and social skills. It's just silly and, again, a lie, an insulting lie to say that men don't have those abilities. Now, there's no question that men need to reclaim themselves in this generation. There's no question that men are sinking. There's no question that their, uh, their roles are ill-defined. There's no question that there's not a manly culture in which to initiate the young. There's no question that men are uh, absolutely embroiled in their own lusts and addictions. I mean, the number of absentee fathers that we have and the number of men who you know, sit around with their tongues hanging out at the pole rather than using that money where it ought to go and the number of men who are neglecting their children we could go on and on and on with the failures of men in this generation. But they will never recover themselves if what they believe is that they are simply living in an age uh, in which they have no value. If they buy the lie, if men buy the lie that they are only of value in a society that needs manual labor and quote-unquote brute force, um, then they will believe that there's nothing they can do to become better and effective and useful and valuable in an information society. They will believe that their current lot is simply what fate, history, time has handed them. Well, this is silly. Uh, men and women both are more than one thing. Women are more than emotion. They're more than even intellect. Uh, they are many things. Uh, and men are far more than just brute force. In fact, in this article, this uh, Rachel Berger, she actually uh, makes the point that men gave us the technology of the current digital age, and now they're suffering under it. Well, the very fact that men could conceive of such technologies, create them, design them, construct them, means that men are more than just brute force. Her, she's, got a, she's got a contradiction in her own argument that disproves what she's saying. I don't know this woman, and I'm not going after her. She's simply representing what she's been taught in graduate school and what much of the prevailing thought in our society, especially at university level, um, is, is touting these days. But, but I just want to say again that if this is believed by men, they will, they will come to conclude that because they leave, live right now in 2014, that somehow they have been handed a condition in which they cannot thrive, that there are fixed laws of the universe that keep them from being able to accomplish, to achieve, that they are not organically wired to be of success in the age in which they live. And that is a lie. 
Again, men are not one thing. We don't all we aren't we aren't useless unless we have physical labor. You know, I don't mind a bit describing my own life in these terms. I'm a very physical male. Love athlete, love athletics, love sports, work out, uh, play a lot of sports, etc. But but my work is essentially knowledge work. I was a pastor for twenty years. Um, then I began to get into writing. I fly around a lot. I speak. Um, I run some companies. They're not steel companies, by the way. They're consulting firms and political firms and uh, training firms. My world is almost entirely sitting on a plane, sitting at a desk, standing in before a crowd, sitting in meetings. Um, I don't have, there's not anything about my work that is manual labor, unless I'm carrying a briefcase or carrying a new computer or something like that. Um, and yet I, I feel fully adjusted in my age. I'm relatively successful. I mean, let's just leave it at that. Um, and, and physically healthy and feel part of the society that I live in and feel capable of thriving in the society that I live in. And I don't do manual labor. I haven't been paid for manual labor, I suppose, since I was in college. I can't remember the last time I was handed some money because I picked something up, mowed something, uh, chopped something down, or built something. Uh, That's just not what I do. Um, And I have no apologies to make for it. Uh, So what is it, according to this thesis, uh, that makes me ill-adjusted? I suggest that I'm not. And I'm not being personally defensive. I'm using myself as the only safe example that I can use here uh, on this podcast. I want you to understand the important point here. If this theory is believed, then young men, as well as older men, must accept that they cannot achieve in this age. They are made for a world of brute force and physicality. They cannot thrive in a knowledge-based, digital, intuitive, relational, social media-oriented society. And therefore, they should essentially give up. Now, she recommends that they make a change. And you want to know what she recommends they change to? She says they need to become women. She literally says they need to, quote-unquote, women up, woman up. Well, uh, okay, I understand the humor. I understand that she's urging a more intuitive approach for men, a more, let's even call it a feminine approach when we're talking about emotions and working with other people. But it's simply not True. Some of the most intuitive men I know, intuitive people I know, are men. Some of those most socially engaged people I know are men. Uh, some of the most social media uh, masters, the, the people who have mastered social media, are, are men. I mean, this is silly. It's silly. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. It's like arguing about whether blacks have souls back in the early 1800s, or arguing about whether women, you know, are capable of bearing the strain of of leadership in an organization. We are past all this. So this theory is old stuff, bad science, silly historiography visited upon us again to try to somehow academically explain the plight that men are in. Let me tell you why men are in a plight. Men are in a plight because of what they've given up. Men are in a plight because they're not taking responsibility. Men are in a plight because they have no manly community. Men are in a plight because they're not creating a culture in which to welcome the young. I love that old African proverb that says, if we don't initiate the young men, they'll burn the village down. And that's true. So this whole economic theory of why men aren't doing well, it's crap. It's absolute crap. 
Men can do well. Men need to do well. Society desperately needs them to do well. And by the way, it's just in difficult times like these, uh, when economies are shifting, new skills are needed, um, and, and, and yet there's lots of money to be made and lots of good to be done, that men have an opportunity to shine. Do not believe the silliness of, of this theory that men somehow will not thrive in this society unless they become women. If you believe in a God, he would never have designed an age or a flawed human system of which that would be true, number one. Number two, if, you're, if you believe that uh, God gives people skills and abilities that they can use not only to profit but to serve others, then this theory cuts across that idea. And by the way, at its foundation, this theory is silly in, in, in that it posits that somehow some, some shift to knowledge and, 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 a, and a, some kind of a social ability completely keeps men off the field, keeps them out of the game. You hear a little fire in me because I despise any kind of theory that makes excuses for people's sins and addictions and failure to be what they need to be for those they love and the society that they ought to serve. So... We're living in a great age of possibilities. The opportunities of, for men are greater than ever. All a guy's got to do is go on the racquetball court, kick butt, go out and hunt, go out and play a tough um, uh, touch ba- uh, football game or pick up basketball game. He can get his physical needs met. He can get them met in his own marital bedroom. He can get them met uh, in the way that he engages other men in contests and does things of that nature. He, men don't need to sit around and just be gorillas all day. And then he walks into his office or then he walks into the plant or then he goes onto the construction site or whatever it is he does. And he thinks and he uses his brain and he execute, executes and he designs plans and he rallies other people, men and women, to uh, the cause that's called leadership. And he works with men and women to make a great society. But he'll never do that if he believes this silly theory. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result... All rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.